Hello and welcome to Watson Serie A 23rd match day after Coppa Italian with Milan Juve. Important game for the Scudetto. So let's analyze all the games with Dani Fisichella. And of course, with you, leave a comment below in the comment section. And don't forget, press the like button, subscribe to our channel, and click on the bell to get notifications. And now let's go on with the show. Twenty-third match day done in Serie. A. We didn't see a sorpaso, and we have Milan Juve this weekend. How are you? I'm very well. So who did expect Milan not to win against Spezia? Well, a lot of happened in the last few minutes. Milan rightly feel aggrieved, but in the end, uh, Inter extended the lead to plus two, and now they got a massive chance if they beat Venezia, then they can sit on the sofa and watch. Milan-Juventus before the international break. Exactly, Milan-Juventus, then Inter-Milan, so the Scudetto title is on stake in the next weeks, but let's start with the game we have on Friday, Verona-Bologna, always very entertaining watching this Verona, David Sassuolo to form with Barak scoring a hat-trick, but in the Bentegodi, Dani, they are struggling a little bit, no victories in the last four, but also Bologna. Bologna is not a good team to bet on them right now. They are struggling, five defeats in the last six Serie A games. Yeah, uh, Verona much better when they play away this season. They only kept two home clean sheets. Great game at uh, Sassuolo, a game full of mistakes, but also a game uh, with two teams that play on the front foot. In the end, Verona had better chances uh, and was more clinical in front of goals. 41 goals scored for this Verona side. That's their record after 22 games played in Serie A. They got the fifth best attack in a Serie A and they can find the goals with few players up front you know Giovanni Simeone hasn't been scoring lately but Barak and Caprari are stepping up and also Kalinic and Lasagna are providing if not the goals at least the assist but you know as you said the home form of Verona recently has been a little bit uh, Pacci, they lost also to Empoli in Coppa Italia, 3-4 at home. Uh, so, you know, and I mean, if it was going to be another opposition, I would have been a little bit more cautious with Verona. But Bologna, they were well beaten by Napoli, second best. Uh, they really didn't see the ball much. If you look at the way Napoli scored, they really played them off the park. Uh, Bologna lost five of the last six uh, Serie A games, so they are in the crisis. And if you look at the table from the 2nd of December, they are second from bottom. Only Genoa has done less points from December onwards, and Genoa has already sacked the manager. Shevchenko, uh, Bologna always scored in the last five away games. Uh, maybe the fact that they had a lot of COVID cases distract them a little bit, so we need to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But for this one, the early kickoff is going to be really straightforward. Verona win, 2-15. Good odds. Then you mentioned that Genoa is the worst team in the, the last two months in Serie A. Let's talk a little bit about uh, them. Genoa, Udinese is our next game. Sheva was out. We didn't trust Genoa against Fiorentina. They got six. So at one point, Danny, they have to improve. Uh, and probably this game against Udinese must be that game because uh, it's a team that look vulnerable, Udinese. But of course, uh, I wouldn't put my money on Genoa ever, ever right now. 
well, they must do it because they really, really look doomed. Shevchenko uh, got sacked. The new manager is blessing who's to manage Ostenda. You know, very new name. No one thought about him. 3-5-2 style, Ranik style, high pressing. He needs the players to do that. I think Genoa is investing quite a lot on the market. One thing for sure, the new owner, the 777 partners from uh, US. Uh, for sure, they're not short of money. Let's see if they can turn these seasons around because so far they've been very very poor 19 games without a win 45 goals conceded that the second worst defense in Serie A and if you look at the stats of Serie A only in this in the history of Serie A since Serie A gives three points for a win only three times in the history have conceded the same amount of goals or more at this stage of the season they all got relegated only one goal in the last six home games for for Genoa, but you know, their midfield looked completely lost against Fiorentina, soundly beaten. They were 3 0 down in the first half as well, you know, and Blaovic had missed a penalty. They are winless in the last 12 home games. So, you know, this is a game that you wouldn't really trust Genoa too much. Udinese, not great. They lost the last two, of course, the 6-2 defeat against Atalanta. They were depleted, too many COVID cases. They lost against Lazio in midweek, but they took them to extra time, making a lot of changes. So again, we need to take this with a little bit of pinch of salt. Against Juventus, they were not too bad. In the end, they had more shots on target than Juventus. They lacked the cutting edge that they often lacks, not just this season, but also the season before. This is the teams. These are the teams that draw most games in Serie A. Genoa, nine draws. Udinese, eight draws. Of course, the reverse fixtures ended in a draw, nil-nil. One of the one of the most boring games of Serie A so far this season. But you know, uh, Udinese always scored away apart from when they played the top teams, when they played Roma away, when they played Inter away, etc. So, considering how leaky Genoa defence is, I wouldn't discard Udinese going on the score sheet. But because of that draw statistics, the draw pays really well. I'll go maybe for a first half draw, which is more likely, because remember, games start nil-nil, uh, 2.15. Okay, full-time draw, 3.55, if someone fancies that. Higher odds than Inter Venezia at the end. It was a good uh, match day for Inter. The previous one, they got a draw against Atalanta. Then Milan uh, dropped points and lost against Spezia. So they are still on top of the standings, Danny. Now they should have an easy game, as we expected, by the way, in Coppa Italia. They struggle a lot against Empoli, even scoring a late goal to go to extra time. Here, I guess, it should be a more pleasant uh, game. If the game goes ahead, because Venezia has 10 COVID cases, let's see, because Inter has already one game in hand against uh, Bologna. But yes, Inter obviously looks extremely favorite. They managed to turn around a game that wasn't going the way against Empoli. A lot of changes for Inzaghi. In the end, he put a few of the starters back. And, you know, Ranocchia and Sensi, the two unlikely goal scorers. And that's 20 different goal scorers for Inter this season. However, Venezia have a 
poor record as San Siro against Inter, only one win in 1943. I'm sure you don't remember that one. And Venezia, only three points in the table since 28th of November. So in the last eight games, they are in the bottom position of the table, kept only two clean sheets away, always lost away against top teams. They lost against Milan, they lost against Napoli, they lost against Atalanta. We always said Venezia are a good proposition. They play a good uh, expansive football for 3-3. They know how to counter-attack, but they've been far too leaky at the back, especially in the last few weeks. And now they go to Inter, who kept seven clean sheets out of the last eight games, only conceded one goal in this range. And that tells you how much the balance has been found at Inter. Nil-nil against Atalanta. They had chances to score. Atalanta had chances to score, but a very good tactical performance for an Inter that was tired after 120 minutes with Juventus in the Super Cup. Let's see what kind of rotation uh, Inzaghi does, because obviously they played extra time against Empoli as well. After this, there is the, the derby after the break for Inter, so a very difficult uh, round of fixtures. Milan, Napoli, then Liverpool. That's where really the season could be defined. Top scorers, Inter, 51 goals scored, the second best defense, uh, best uh, with 16, the best home defense with seven, although they conceded in the last three games, including the uh, Cups. You know, uh, won uh, the last six home games. So all these numbers suggest you that if the game goes ahead, Inter are going to have a lot of the ball. They're going to create a lot of chances. Hopefully for Inter, uh, Zeko is finding his, his scoring boots, which he left in the locker room at uh, Bergamo. Very difficult to find values in these bets for Inter. So I had to combine two for you to give you a good odds. So the bet will be Inter to score in both halves alongside over three goals in the game and that gives you a total odds of 2.34. Indeed, uh, if you check the Asian Handicap market for this game, minus 2.5 for Inter pays only 2.04, so you have to win for risky. three games. Very risky, that's why we have to be creative if we want to find good odds or just skip the game and check uh, other ones with good odds like this one. Lazio Atalanta. I'm really looking forward to watching this game. Danny, I expect so many goals. And now Atalanta after the draw against Inter. Actually, they have to look to the rear mirror. Juventus are only one point behind. Be careful because they can be even out of the top four. The thing with Lazio also is that they struggled recently in Serie A. They lost against Inter. They drew against Empoli. Yeah, but you know, they are the top scorers in Serie A in the last eight games. They score at least three goals in each game. So, yes, the problem with Lazio is that they've been adapting to a new system. Playing with four at the back, they've been playing with three at the back for so long with Inzaghi. And sometimes, yes, the fullback position is when they get exposed. Uh, they scored 10 goals in the last three home games. Against Udinese in the cup wasn't straightforward. Then Immobile got on the pitch and they won the game. They got the third best attack of Serie A. Two goals scored more than Atalanta. Not quite probably what Sarri wanted at the beginning. He wanted a team that was more balanced in the position, but he seemed to have found the blend, especially in 
midfield where sometimes Luis Alberto plays, sometimes he doesn't. I'm not expecting him to play this time as he did at Salerno, although they're missing Cataldi, who's been really, really important. They're also might be without Pedro and Zaccagni. Uh, Zaccagni has been good uh, recently. You know, normally these the games between these two in Serie A have been high scoring, so over three goals in the last few weeks, in the last few years. So you can expect something uh, similar for a Lazio side that at home have been good. Only one defeat at home so far for Lazio, 2-0 against Juventus. They beat Inter, they beat Roma as well. Uh, Atalanta, Inter, nil nil, nobody would have expected. But again, as I said before, both keepers have been outstanding. It could have finished 2-2, uh, 1-1, you know, it could have been a high-scoring game. So normally, Atalanta does score. Didn't score against general way, but we can put that uh, due to uh, fatigue. Uh, Atalanta are the best away team in Serie A. Unbeaten away, uh, two uh, already won a Napoli, already won a Juventus away, drew with Inter away as well. So careful with Atalanta that is getting back the best players. Maybe Zapata might be featuring on the bench as well. And maybe Boga, the new signing from Sassuolo might play a part as well. Uh, if it's a high-scoring game, you need to go over three to really find some value. Or look at the first half market for goals. Over 1.25 goals in the first half, which pays 198. If there's only one goal, you lose half your stake. So it's a little bit of a parachute. And on Sunday, we have uh, Cagliari Fiorentina. Danny, time for Cagliari. They can't even get out of the bottom three. They lost in Coppa Italia only 1 nil. They lost at the Olimpico only 1 nil. But with a victory, they will put uh, Venezia into the bottom three. And they have a chance because Fiorentina, they are very good playing at home. They thrash Genoa, as we mentioned before. But away, only one victory in the last seven games. Yeah, very difficult to judge Fiorentina, a bit of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Uh, Frankie, they are amazing, and they've been amazing against Genoa. A 6 0 win, deserved. It could have been 8 0 if you like. But yes, away lost five of the last seven away games, uh, conceding nine goals in the last four games against Torino 4 0. They were appalling and they were dominated in terms of rhythm and physicality by Torino. Only one away clean sheet for Fiorentina uh, so far. And you know, they never scored that many away. Only 11 goals scored in 11 away games for a team that's got the top scorer, Vlaovic, with 17 goals scored. This is really a poor statistics. But if you look at the overall goal scored, they've already scored 40. And this is the record since 2013-2014. So they are on target for a top five finish for sure. A team that likes to have possession. Everyone is confident on the ball. Even Biragi is scoring two beautiful free kicks now and one that he scored at Napoli. So it's a very, very confident team, this Fiorentina uh, side. And now with the with the addition of Jonathan Icone, which I think he will start a lot of games, and Piontek, who could give Vlaovic a rest. This is a team that really could finish the end. The year very, very strong, could qualify for the Europa League. They need to win this one and they go into a Cagliari side that has been improving, as we said in the previous videos. They did 
better recently. They are leaking less goals. They conceded five in the last five games, which is not too bad for a team that has been so poor at the beginning of the season. Uh, they won two of the last three games, uh, but at the moment they got a lot of COVID cases, 11 COVID cases between first team and youth team. The keeper, Cragno, is one of them. Bellanova, possibly Lovato, Carboni, Pavoletti. These are all uh, doubtful. Uh, they conceded a goal in each of the last 12 home games. No clean sheets at home so far for Cagliari, a team that needs to make up ground. Um, they were a bit lucky when they won against Bologna and also when they won against Sampdoria. Uh, the opposition didn't have uh, the full team there. I'm going to go for a Fiorentina win. I'm going to go for an Asian handicap here. Asian handicap minus 0.75, which means which pays 190 which means if they win by one goal, you win half your stake. You go for an away victory. Then uh, Napoli-Salernitana, this is a derby in uh, Campania, I think, here, Danny, as well. You have to be very creative to find good odds for Napoli because we saw a great version of them against Bologna, two very good goals, and Salernitana against big teams. They are very, very poor. No goals still, all defeats. Uh, so a big victory you know, for Napoli, we should expect. Yeah, I mean, Salernitana looked doomed. Also, they got one point deducted in the week uh, for not playing against Tudinese and not complying with the regulations and the protocols. So 3-0 defeat, one point down. Now they got 10 points in the table. Nobody ever got saved with this point tally after 21 games. So they're going to go relegated, worse attack, worse defense. They also have a few positive cases. No chances Salernitana are going to pick anything at the uh, Maradona. I know they won the last two away games, uh, but you know they were also in uh, lucky circumstances, let's say, at Verona. And also, if you look at Salernitana playing against the top teams, so far they lost 20 nil in eight games, never scored a goal against the top teams, always conceded. The reverse fixture finished one nil. Napoli struggled a bit there, but it was a big difference. Uh, you know, Napoli were uh, playing also in the Europa League. So, again, for this one, uh, they will bounce back because the, the recent home format has not been great. Three defeats, the one against Pets against uh, Empoli not deserved. Uh, they kept uh, Sampdoria quiet, no shots on target. They did really well against Bologna away. The return of Fabian Ruiz has been really important, as well as Lozano. So, they might not score a lot of goals. They still are without Insigne and Ossiman. But I think they will keep the, the, the clean sheets. Six song clean sheets so far for Napoli. Only conceded seven goals in the first half so far. Salernitana only scored three goals in the first 45 minutes of each game. So you might go for a Napoli win in the first half. Again, it doesn't pay that much. So let's be creative and go for an Asian handicap. Napoli minus 1.5 combined with an over 2.5 goals. So a win for Napoli, let's say 3-0. That pays 250. Mm, this is a derby in Campania. Then we have another derby in Liguria, Spezia Sandoria. This is much more balanced and also much uh, important for the relegation. The loser is going to get in travel. Sandoria with a new manager, Daversa was sacked. Gianpaolo is back. They were thrust by Juventus in Coppa Italia and Spezia. We saw a reaction, Danny, in the last games, three victories in the last four games for them. I mean, with a with a degree of luck, I think, because uh, the yeah. way they won at Milan, you know, the, the referee blew his whistle. It should have been a goal for Messias. Then on the counter attack, you know, to Spezia's credit, they kept the cool heads and they went to score with Jassi. Provedel was great at Milan. He, he made so many saves. 
despite giving away a penalty. Again, the win that they picked up at Napoli, they didn't, they didn't even really know how they did it without the shots on target. But credit to Spezia because knowing that they cannot strengthen the team because of a FIFA ban, they have to go with this group of players. This is the youngest team in Serie A. You can tell sometimes they're a little bit naive. They make experienced mistakes. But credit also to Thiago Motta, who always said he's going to get sacked sooner or later. And he's still there. And now they're well above the salvation. But they cannot relax because as a team, I don't think they are stronger than Sampdoria. Although last year they beat them 1-0. They will be without the captain, Maggiore. I think this is a uh, this is a big blow for them as well. And they're looking for the first time in Serie A to win three games in a row. Will they do it? We'll see. But there is a statistic that is quite frightening for Spezia. Since the last, since the start of last season, Spezia have the worst defense in the five top leagues. 114 goals conceded in 60 games. So that almost two, ga- two goals per game. So goals might be on the cards also for a Spezia game that is winless. Spezia team that is winless in the last four. Uh, Sampdoria lost at Torino in the, in the cup, although they, they gave a little bit of a fright to Juventus in the second half with a goal. They were depleted. They're still going to have a lot of assentees here without Audero, the keeper, without Pagliarella, without Yoshida, Damsgaard, we basically haven't seen in this season the best player, the most talented players. They might want to sign Stefano Sensi from Inter, I don't know, from after yesterday goal. He will still won uh, to uh, go, uh, only lost two of the last uh, five away games. I think Sampdoria with a new manager, with Gianpaolo, which could be a risky appointment because Gianpaolo, yes, knows the environment very well. He's been there, he's done really well at Sampdoria, but it is a manager that because of his very sophisticated tactics needs time to adapt and hiring him midway through the season could be risky. In fact, Gianpaolo in his career only took the job midway through the season once in 2016 with Cagliari, a team that he had already previously managed after before getting sacked. So it wasn't really a new appointment for them. Winless in the last five games. Sampdoria lost the last three. Only two clean sheets so far this season. Spezia conceded 42 goals. Sampdoria conceded 40. You have to go for goals for this one. Really difficult to pick a winner. Over 2.5 goals, 192. Also, I guess uh, we should expect goals in our next game. Torino Sassuolo. Torino really good when they are playing at home. Five victories in the last uh, six home games. Third best team at home in Serie But uh, Sassuolo is kind of a hit and miss, Danny. So perhaps also they go to Torino and they win because we don't know what to expect about this Sassuolo Incredible. apart from goals. Impos- yeah, goals, I would say, impossible to predict Sassuolo. I mean, we thought they were going to trash Cagliari in Coppa Italia, but they won one deal with a lot of changes. Look, there's a very good stat. Uh, Sassuolo scored in every one of the last 16 away league matches. This is the second longest streak. After, who are the leader? Who do you think is the team who scored for more consecutive away matches in the top five European leagues? Real Madrid. Bayern Munich with 43 games, and then you got Sassuolo with 16. So they often travel and they often score away because obviously Inter did deal deal against Atalanta. So you probably Inter could have been one of those here, or Madrid as well. But Sassuolo are better, fourth best attack in Serie A, 23 goals. If you 23 goals, if you only look at the away games for Sassuolo, unbeaten in the last away games, it is a team that really when he plays away with teams that push 
on forward, you know, they can find space, scores 12, conceded six, no away clean sheet so far for Sassuolo. That's the problem. That's the pitfall that, you know, they, they attack so much and they don't defend very well. You know, their goal difference overall is only plus one. No clean sheets for Sassuolo in the last 16 league games. So for a Torino side, that is very strong at home. They won four of the last five, and they were so impressive for their aggressivity, for their pressing against Fiorentina. You could expect Torino uh, to uh, win. You know, they got a very good tally, uh, 30 points after uh, after 22 games, 21 games, so they got a game in hand. This is quite a record for them. They won six of the last seven home games, always scored apart from the game against Juventus. I'm going to be really speculative with this one. I think goal's going to be on the card. I think the way Torino going to approach it, they're going to press it high. They might leave some spaces up behind. Sassuolo are great on the counter-attack, both to score. Yes, of course, but both to score in the first half, which pays four. So it could be 1-1, one, 2-1. One, one. Okay, huge state, betting, half a unit. Okay. Mm -hmm. We see many goals often in these uh, Torino and Sassuolo games. Also, Empoli is very entertaining, yeah. as we saw in Coppa Italia against Inter. Now they are struggling a little bit more in Serie A, winless in the last five, and they host uh, Roma, who need a winning strike, Danny, in Serie A to get closer to the European spots, even why not to dream about Champions League, although it's far away. The thing is that they need a winning strike, and why not starting in the Castellani? Yeah, against the team at home has not been great. Uh, we will see probably another start for uh, Sergio Oliveira, who scored the goal against uh, Cagliari. Roma did okay, had a few chances, but also a late scare when Joao Pedro hit the post. So let's see what we, what they do against Lecce uh, tonight in Coppa Italia. I think they should win. Uh, you know, it's a good response after all, after losing against Juventus, a team that keep being strengthening, you know, with Maitland Niles uh, on the right back. and. Oliveira as well. Very hit and miss playing away from home. No away throws. Lost six, one, four. And now they visit uh, Castellani, Andrea Zoli, Aurelio Andrea Zoli, former manager of uh, Roma. And an Empoli side that is going to be maybe a little bit tired after a you know, an intense game at San Siro. Yes, they made seven changes compared to the team that drew at Venezia, but then in the end, they put some of the regulars, like, you know, Henderson and uh, Richie on. And, you know, they, they held their own against Inter, I must say. They created more than one problems. No wins in the last five for Empoli. An Empoli side that won't have any problem getting saved this season because they're playing the right stuff. And I think they got the points they deserve. They've not been uh, too lucky, I would say. Although, although, this is the teams that against them most opposition have hit the post. So, you know, you could say that maybe sometimes the luck was on the sides. Of course, their keeper is one of the most busy in Serie A. This is because uh, they only kept two clichés this season. They got a, a, a negative goal difference, minus eight. Normally, teams with negative goal difference are in the bottom half of, this, of the table. They are at the top half. They got the third worst defense and the worst home defense with 29 scores. So normally, Empoli games are entertaining. I remember watching Empoli Sassuolo a couple of weeks ago. In the first 10 minutes, Sassuolo got into the Empoli box 10 times and had six shots on target. Roma to score in both halves, 250. 
Uh, it looks like we are going to see many goals in uh, this match day. And then we have the game of the games, Milan-Juve, when we were analyzing actually the Derby d'Italia, no, in the Supercoppa d'Italia, some people were saying, no, the biggest game in Italy is Milan-Juventus. So, Danny, here we are, Juventus, now they are very close actually to the Champions League spots, who would have told us no, some weeks ago. And this is a must win for Milan after the defeat against Spezia, after this game they have Inter. So the Scudetto title race for Milan is on stake in these two games. Partida Scudetto, well at least Partida Scudetto for Milan. I'm not going to go into the debate which is a bigger game, depends if you count the European Cups or not, whatever. It's a massive game. Let's enjoy it on Sunday night. Milan, they are angry, they are aggrieved after what happened with the, l'arbitro Serra in the dying minutes of Milan Spezia, but I don't like to judge games just on episodes. I think Milan uh, were not great against Spezia. Yes, they had a lot of chances in the first half, but they looked a little bit sluggish, a little bit tired, they couldn't retain possession in midfield as much. They were playing with Krunic and Bakayoko in the middle. So yes, missing Tonali, we should be back for this one, and Kessier, who is at the Africa Cup of Nations, it's having its toll. It didn't look a great meal, and I think Spezia deserved the draw, at least. So now they get Tonali back, they get Romagnoli back, because they've been playing with Gabi and Calulu for far too many games. Obviously, Chiaer is still injured, they're looking for a new uh, centre-back to uh, replace him. Lost to two of the last five, but, you know, uh, also when they lost against Napoli, huge controversies at the end for the goal disallowed uh, because Giroud was leaning on the floor. So they could say they've been a bit unlucky so far in the last few uh, games. Uh, only kept one clean sheet in the last six home games. So, and let's not forget, Milan have been better this season at home, but last year at home, they've been awful. So, you know, an upset could be also on the card. But in terms of scoring, Milan scoring plenty of goals, 47 goals scored, the second best attack in Serie A, 13 goals scored more than Juventus. However, Juventus are hitting form recently. 20 points out of 24 in the last games. Uh, so that's a, a very good tally. They kept a clean sheet. Good win with Sampdoria in the cup. I wonder whether Allegri has found the key to the midfield. Playing with Arthur as a playmaker, so somebody who's really good on the ball, who has not been there a lot because of physical problems, allows Locatelli to be more of a box-to-box midfielder and not a regista as he used to do. And Locatelli has had a very good game recently, especially against Sampdoria in the cup. Uh, Juventus have won four of the last five away games as well. Let's see how they approach it, because when they played in the Super Cup against Inter, they had a very defensive approach. They left the ball to Inter, and in the end, they almost played to go to uh, penalties. They haven't scored many goals away so far this season, only 14th, fifth from bottom, attacking uh, figures for Juventus playing away. Let's see, maybe the piece with the ball and the club struck again after he scored against Sampdoria. So there is a feel-good factor, maybe at a Juventus now that a Milan there isn't. Let's see how it goes. But I saw a very interesting statistic about Juventus. If you forget about the first four games in Serie A, so don't count the points of those four games, at the moment, Juventus will be second in the table, just one point behind Inter, who has got a game in hand. So 
you know, the recent form would suggest that there isn't too much difference between those two teams. And I'm gonna be cautious here. I think both they're gonna score, but I'm gonna go for an Asian handicap zero for Juventus, two or one. Milan Juve, what a game we have in San Siro to end this match day. Danny, last week you nailed your Aka for the Serie A. Let's try a new one. Okay, another Aka for this one before we go into the international break. Genoa Udinese, X2. Lazio Atalanta, both team to score. And Napoli to win to deal against Salernitana. Torino Sassuolo over 2.5 goals. And Milan Juventus, very, very cautious. First half, X2. Double chance. Total odds. Nine or nine. Great. Danny, thank you very much, as always. And have a rest, of course, in the international break. And see you very soon. Thank you, Edu. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. We have now all the tips for this match day. Let me know in the comment section. Milan or Juve? Who will win? What do you think? And don't forget, of course, press the like and subscribe to our channel and click on the bell to get notifications. Or, if you prefer, we have a podcast for you. Thanks for watching. See you soon.